Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, Halima. Hi, Yoni. And hello to the listeners, especially hello to Laura Lulu 3 who left us a review, which I will read out in a minute. But for now, welcome to the Polyester Podcast. I'm actually Ioni this week, <laughs> and I'm the founding editor-in-chief of Polyester Online Imprint and everywhere else. And I'm actually Halima, the community editor at Polyester Zine and the co-host of the Polyester Podcast. We publish weekly episodes, and this week we have another gorgeous Sleepover Club episode for you, where we discuss all the things that we want to talk about i'm just keeping that in (laughs) (laughs) and soon enough we'll have an obsessions episode where we talk somebody we admire about something that has nothing to do with how they generate their income so before we get into this week i will read out our five star review all the way from the united states of america Mm -hmm. love five stars i love this podcast so much important topics with a fresh take and so fun to listen to the two favorite new podcasts smiley face which is so nice thank you so much if you you would like to leave a review please do and thank you for all of your nice and not so nice instagram engagement this week on (laughs) the past two weeks podcast episode how are you feeling halima i'm feeling good i always feel really nervous when we do the podcast (laughs) (laughs) no need to be nervous halima what is our topic for this week we're talking about bimbos and bimbofication so this was suggested by a few of you when we put up last week's episode which was the trad wife episode which you actually had lots of interesting reactions to for disclosure i am wearing a juicy couture tracksuit right now so i am in my bimbo era (laughs) um Halima, I thought actually a good place to start, though, would be for you to read out what choice feminism means, because that was definitely a conversation that came up a lot in the comments of the Trad Wife episode. So I think it would be like interesting to clarify before we go further. Okay, so a definition of choice feminism that I have here says choice feminism is a branch of modern day feminism that lays emphasis on the agency of a woman in making decisions both big and small. It is a more more individual like self-centered centric approach than is feminism as a whole which believes that empowerment can be found in the act of making a choice however in line it may be with ancient patriarchal norms so in short we don't like choice feminism choice feminism is trash (laughs) (laughs) it's too individual like too like too individualistic and I think it's really interesting when we're kind of approaching these topics whether it's like bimboism or trad wife or um like the toxic women episodes that a lot of the like not a lot of the feedback but people come back with like well feminism is choice and Mm -hmm. I think 
that just kind of lays out like how far away we've gotten from community-based feminism and how deep into individual individualist feminism yeah very true I feel like we've like Feminism is about unity and quote-unquote sisterhood. When I say that, I mean in the bell hooks definition of sisterhood, which is very much about like unity and togetherness in the fight against like patriarchy rather than like kind of like the Tumblr-esque sisterhood nonsense, if that makes sense. But it is about togetherness and unity and, and fighting for each other rather than just like individualistic choices. Exactly, exactly. And I think that like it's all well and good to say like, oh it's a woman's choice whether she stays at home or not like obviously that is true but that doesn't mean we shouldn't interrogate the reasons for which people are making these like social trends that are like life decisions at the end of the day and examine the way in which we are constructing social politics in 2022. Also I think it's also kind of like lazy to say like oh it's a woman's choice if she stays home or not or it's a woman's choice if she like whatever it doesn't allow us to go further in like the the actual problem at hand like it doesn't allow us to actually dig into those things I also think like choice is kind of just a um false false (laughs) maybe this is a bit nihilistic and deep but like we don't have free choices as marginalized people Mm -hmm. like our choices are impacted by so many different things so it's better to be informed about every single thing than not in my opinion yeah exactly exactly So today we're talking about bimboification and bimboism. What is it? Why are we talking about it? Let's start with the current context and then dig into the history, Halima. Okay, so if you don't know what a bimbo is, this is a definition I found from a Friday 29 because it was like the simplest definition I found. So in the past, a bimbo was an insult to describe a woman who was all looks and no brains. Bimbos were morally reprehensible because they cared too much about money and sold their bodies. And I love the, when I found it, the origin of the term, I thought mm. it was so interesting. So the term bimbo has many iterations. The term comes from the Italian word for baby boy, bambino, and was originally used as slang to describe a dumb or foolish man. In <laughs> 1920, <laughs> with the release of a song called My Little Bimbo Down on the Bamboo Isle, which uses the word bimbo to describe a woman that the character Bill McCoy is having an affair with, the term began being applied to women. Not only was this the first time the term was being used explicitly to describe a woman, but it also marks the shift towards the term being associated with sex and sexuality. Previously, a bimbo was somebody with diminished intelligence but from that point onwards a bimbo was like a sexually promiscuous tract of women who had diminished intelligence and then how did that get to the kind of like so for example I feel like I grew up like my formative pre-formative years like seven to fourteen mm-hmm. were like peak bimbo years like the Pamela Anderson the like Paris Hilton the like LA girlies legally blonde bimbo mm. years how did we get to that? So one of the points they mentioned is this understanding of the term bimbo was popularized in the 1980s when in 1987, that was described as the year of the bimbo. And due to a string of political scandals in the media that centered around sex and beautiful women. I assume they're talking about um, Monica Lewinsky, surely. Was that, 18, was that 1987? Around, it was the 80s for sure. Was it? think so i know there was a scandal but i don't it wasn't like a presidential one it was it was like a it was governed but it wasn't presidential oh no no her monica linsky was 1995 to 1990 oh was it yeah i was thinking um i'm actually not sure about 
the political scandal that happened around that time. Let's look it up. Okay, <laughs> scandals. I love a political scandal. Should we um pivot to true crime? Sure. Oh, this political scandal. In 1987, political scandal, Rice met former Senator Gary Hart at a 1986-1987 New Year's Eve party at Aspen, Colorado, home, blah, 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 blah. This makes no sense. Anyway, there was political scandals. There were political scandals. And it kind of, I feel like a lot of... um. All of that context basically led to the archetypal early noughties slash like still, it does still pass to their own current day, like the beauty standards, like the pre-Kardashian beauty standards, essentially mm. like very skinny, very white, blonde hair, fake tits, just, you know, like very traditionally beautiful. Like we're thinking about all of the people we've just mentioned and stuff. And that kind of fell away in favor with like A, the Kardashians in terms of beauty that obviously bought their own set of toxic standards be the rise of fourth wave feminism and I think they're the main two things what do you think Kalima? I think it's interesting I never like thought about bimbos or bimboism a lot because I guess with the Pamela Anderson and all that stuff and parcel I think I was too young around mm, that time okay to, um... okay <laughs> <laughs> any fucking opportunity you get to drop in that you're a child <laughs> oh my god yes I'm a young person everyone but um no I was I, I didn't ever really thought about it like that but um yeah I've only really been thinking about bimboism really recently especially since the um vice article that came out that people are people weren't very happy with that article weren't very happy see I've only seen praise for it so I'm interested in what you're seeing so one of the things that my friend Nilo had the whole thread about the article and she's talking about how um basically like they're talking about how bimbo was a slur but it's no longer a slur and it's like it's pro-choice it's pro-sex it's pro-black lives matter it's all those things and the picture had like this um the the article had this picture of um Marilyn Monroe and Pam Anderson and stuff like that talking about like the reclamation of the bimbo and stuff like that and one of the really significant points that she mentioned was that like we're reclaiming this thing like we're reclaiming so many uh, like so what she's, what she's basically saying is that what happened like when we're reclaiming something we're in many ways we're, we can be in this instance when it, like with the pictures of Pamela and Marilyn we seem to be reclaiming somebody else's violent misogynistic experiences for our own in many ways I'm really thinking about this particularly with Pamela especially with the her new sh- the new show that's about her on Disney plus about mm. her sex tape that she didn't consent to and she was talking about how like she's really sad that they've made this show because it's making her relive something that was quite traumatic and I think in some ways there is a connection between those things like we like it's so great to reclaim things but I also think like are we thinking about the women who have been hurt by the thing by this thing when we're reclaiming something without their consent or do you know what I mean yeah I understand so wait let's rewind just a second if anyone is not familiar with the kind of like resurgence of the bimbo it's a movement happening on TikTok and across social media where like women who look like bimbos are embracing the bimbo look the bimbo lifestyle but through a socially aware lens like it's kind of ironic but also not they are doing it in earnest but they're saying like you know it's no bad thing to be a bimbo as Halima mentioned they are like pro social justice social politics left-leaning mm-hmm. um yeah so that is where we are at there are a number of different Instagram accounts that do this like Chrissy Chiabaka is one of them and we also interviewed Ramona Slick last year who's a non-binary bimbo 
also an icon in my opinion um I think that like that is really interesting your point but I it's kind of about ownership isn't it in what way in some way like I think your point about the Disney plus series is so true and like I don't think that show should have been made Mm. um and it's kind of interesting especially when like Pamela Anderson she is someone that still embodies like that image if that makes Mm -hmm. sense like she still looks like that she's obviously like she is like what the new age bimbos want to be she's obviously very politically engaged like she's very big on like climate change and animal rights and all of these things also besties with julian assange who is dodge as fuck but let's ignore that who's julian assange the wikileaks guy i don't know who that is okay okay that's for another day (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think it's interesting to like, you know, yes, there are obviously these figureheads of bimboism that were treated very poorly. But at what point does like ownership of a, like, I'm not going to say slight, I feel like that's too strong, like a cultural moment cease to belong to the individual. Do you know what I mean? Like, for example, bimboism obviously hurt at the source but that had echoes throughout so much of culture. Like it's not as if Pamela Anderson was being called a bimbo in isolation. Mm. Like it affected lots of other women. Like I chat about this a bit in my book, lol, pre-order poor little sick girls. In that like growing up, if you like, you were basically really detracted. uh, Me growing up was really detracted from femininity because the, representation of that was like yeah if you like pink you're dumb if you like small dogs you're stupid like if you have blonde hair if you care about how you look or if you get your nails done then like basically really femme phobic and I think it's um very like I understand yeah that's basically my point like at what point does it cease to belong to the individual that maybe it most harmed but not they didn't harm in isolation does that make sense no yeah of course I'm just using Pamela as an example like I know that a lot of those things affected like people like Marilyn Monroe as well Mm -hmm. but I I wonder like bimboism in like from what I'm learning about it kind of seems a little individual in the sense that like I wish I mean I don't know enough about it but I wish that maybe it went further in like like supporting those that have been affected by I don't know the label or does that make does that make sense yeah yeah it does but I think also like I think what we're seeing now is like women that are probably essentially my age like in their late 20s to mid 30s like reclaiming something that maybe hurt their childhoods or when they were like developing their sense of womanhood or femininity hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's not just womanhood because, like, so let me actually get to my point. I think (laughs) it's interesting the like reappropriation of bimboism when it is done by someone who is perhaps more marginalized than the original bimbo because Mm -hmm. yes like no one is denying that the original bimbos like those celebrities were really hurt by those labels and put into boxes that were damaging but that then set standards that hurt even more like people of color disabled people fat women like um gender non-conforming people so i think it's really interesting to see those types of people uptake like the aesthetics of bimboism and i think it's really easy to diminish bimboism as like an individualistic thing and it also like is it gets to a point where we think about what is political like is bimboism political probably not does it make it unimportant probably not because I think when like we're talking about the aesthetics of femininity essentially when you strip away like the bimbo you know the bimbo label from it we're talking about the the aesthetics of femininity and being super femme and that is something that has always always been marginalized and it like continues to be very complicated for marginalized people especially Mm -hmm. so I'm interested in anything that raises and celebrates that I think you're so right in saying that like what you mentioned before about like you know is it like the height of like political ideology like maybe not because a lot of these articles like Vice and a lithium article that I was reading for this topic are saying things like bimboism is like the way to reach true liberation or like bimboism is the ultimate feminist stance and like you know you're right in saying that maybe maybe it's not but that doesn't mean that we can enjoy it mm. in, in some ways um Exactly. I think that like we're so obsessed with now. Like I think it's so important to obviously look at everything through a socio-political lens because whether you intend to or not, what you do will have those implications if you are anyone. Like it has bigger implications for certain groups, but for anyone. But I do wonder if there's this kind of like false narrative going on where it's like girls are just being like a bit silly on TikTok and non-binary people and maybe their performance artists like Ramona Slick who we featured is like a like a drag artist a performance artist like all of this exploration suddenly gets tied down to these people are making a movement mm. and it, it kind of then puts them in a chokehold do you know what I mean you're so right like so many of these articles like frame like love to frame things as frame things as political and put them in one kind of category and, and box which isn't right I think I think it also just like strangles people from growth and exploration because like, yeah, maybe you start at a place which could be considered simplistic. Like I'm reclaiming bimbo aesthetics. Like it's so easy to pull the flaws in that, Mm. but then an article gets written and like suddenly you're like 
stuck to your ideology and you have no room to grow. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you actually, because one of the criticisms was that the bimbo aesthetic trivializes serious issues. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know your opinion on this because there's a point in an article that I, I read that talked about um, how bimboism was eerily similar to the Hello Kitty, like a cab trend where memes saying hello, like memes of Hello Kitty saying all cops are, all cops are bastards took over social media and the a cab tr- like sim like logo was reduced to a trend and a serious when it's a serious issue of police brutality and it had been commodified and watered down mm-hmm. what do you think about that because that's a criticism of bimboism so i think that like obviously there's the good and the bad in that and it's like simplistic to just be like it's either one if that makes mm-hmm. sense because we can see especially how the internet kind of like perverts anything with good meaning into something that becomes entirely meaning less and i don't think that's ap- particular fault of the people that have good intentions and the problem is is that like you know for example I I see a lot of the criticisms of like not particularly bimboism but these same criticisms that are femphobic at their core just come up again and again this is not really the Hello Kitty Black Lives Matter thing but just like a general point Mm -hmm. so like if we see women and like other marginalized genders do anything that is like girly it's immediately considered stupid and that's like the patriarchy so when polyester started it was that like oh why are you looking at feminism through this like aestheticized lens um that makes it frivolous and like why are aesthetics frivolous like aesthetics literally make up our entire lives like the choices that we make are basically all rooted in aesthetics for better or for worse obviously like traditionally aesthetics have been used to like torment and marginalize us suppress us like they're what beauty standards are they're like how you're judged depending on what you can afford in your house or where you live or even the food you eat is now aesthetics because of instagram and like most of all like like femininity along with like blackness along with disability are some of the like most marginalized aesthetics that exist and I think it's a trap that we think marginalized people should be ugly. <laughs> like, I know, like that might sound like a stretch, but we expect marginalized people to be ugly and to say their truth in like ugly matters. And I don't think that's the case. That shouldn't be the case. The flip side of the coin is that aestheticization of matters allows like corporations to exploit that because obviously they're the es- experts in aesthetics. Like they're the ones that have like mind our desire for things to look a certain way for evil like throughout the whole of modern history where I, <laughs> big sigh <laughs> <laughs> i think it all comes down to intention yeah like for example if i saw i don't know pretty little thing bring out a bimbo collection i'd be like you're trash because mm-hmm. like they exploit their workers like they do uphold beauty standards that are current they are not inclusive but like do I think a few girls on TikTok like girlies like not just girls playing with this idea of femininity to make other points is that a bad thing no it's the same way in which like you know this kind of like infographic culture that we now all despise started with people that actually were trying to make something good and digestible for people that then grew into a monster so it's all about intention like are you doing something to either explore something in yourself or to help other people understand something or just to get your point across or are you doing it to capitalize off it yeah thank you for the ted talk (laughs) (laughs) what do you think do you agree or disagree i mean i agree i think that like 
it, it, it's all about intention and I think that we could maybe be a bit overly critical you're I think you're right because I was thinking about this too when I was doing the research for it and I was like is it because it's pink and it's girly that it's worth less and I think that you don't think, I don't think that's true but like yeah I, I do think it is all about intention and just you know making sure that I mean things get worn done on the internet all the time but it, it, it is about you know intention I don't think these people are purposely trying to water down a like a political movement mm-hmm. or anything like that um when I was doing research for this topic a lot of the like a lot of the questions that people were coming to was like like um how does bimboism progress the feminist movement and like I don't think it does but I don't no. think it has to no I don't think that you know people are framing it as like media the media is framing is it framing it <laughs> as this <laughs> you know feminist movement where I don't think these people were originally framing it like that right you know I, feel, I sound like one of those like media people like don't believe the media but like <laughs> you know what I mean? MSM is out to destroy <laughs> feminism yeah like you know I don't think it necessarily does progress feminism in, in, in any kind of way maybe but I don't think you know it has to really I also think that it's just like it's there's so many layers to it like as I said like I personally think it's really enjoyable to see marginalised people claim aesthetics that have traditionally made them feel isolated. Like, I think that's fun. I think it's a good time. I think we should all be doing it. The interesting thing where the internet comes into play is that, like, we are kind of doing these trends less so on a micro level. So it's not as if you have, like, your group of friends and you all go to the same club or, like, whatever you do and you're all wearing the same things. It's like now you just go online Mm. and... I think that's interesting because like we are obviously talking about bimboism in this kind of like very feminist queer coded like marginalized way but if the hetero skinny white girls are doing it then I like do not see the point I saw this tweet that was like by at greatest disease like I'm starting to think bimboism is a psyop to recruit the girlies into fascism via the trophy wife pipeline (laughs) (laughs) And I do think that's interesting. Like, I think there's a point, but it's like the purpose of queerness um, is to always like subvert normality. And I think a queer lens on bimboism does that. But if it's a straight lens on bimboism, then you are just in your housewife era. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Link to our last podcast. Well, exactly. And it's like interesting how basically we, you know, we talk all of the things with the same brush like we don't really see the different categories or nuances because it's just like oh it's on the internet so Mm. therefore everyone doing it is this one Mm. thing additionally (laughs) (laughs) um because you made really good points in the notes about like or I can't remember if you did or if I'm just like steamrolling off the points you made but whatever about how basically reclaiming an aesthetic that's traditionally under the male gaze, like that basically does reinforce the male gaze. And I do think that is true. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think the problem with these kind of like mini movements or whatever, I'm sure we'll get a new word for them at some point. Maybe me and Helene will make them up. (laughs) Is that like, essentially, you know, it can start in earnest by a group of marginalized people, but the people that get attention from it will always be like the cis white straight able-bodied exactly. women because they're the people we care about in society and therefore it does just reinforce the male gaze like if you aren't doing anything to actively subvert then you are complicit yeah <laughs> somebody was mentioning that in the bimboism um 
trend that a lot of black women are often left out of it and you know they're not the ones that are rewarded with the likes or the followers exactly and I think that's so true like it's true of anything isn't it like it's true of literally the whole of like social behavior throughout time (laughs) like and I'm sure if you go back to it like the original bimbo aesthetic was copped from black women most likely like acrylic nails like all of these things Mm. But I want to see black bimbos. I want to see disabled bimbos. I want to see fat bimbos. I want to see non-binary bimbos. They are the bimbos I want to see. Per. I only for president. Exactly. (laughs) I will be the first bimbo president. And I think also acknowledging like these white women, white skinny cis women, famous women's privilege does not negate their trauma, which is what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode. Like lots Mm -hmm. of things can be true at once. Exactly. And I think it's just a testament to the point I made about like these women being the ones that are most paid attention to that we do think we can like slip a TV show about a woman's sexual trauma under the radar without having to, you know, have her approval because we do view those women as commodities. But as we have kind of like been exploring over the past year, whether it's with like Emily Ratajkowski's book or whatever, not so these women are also aware they're commodities and think using that is feminism, which I also mm-hmm. disagree with. Same, completely. Nobody should watch that Lily Collins show. Was it Hell Lily Collins? no, I've heard there's a talking dick in it. Also, I hate Lily Collins. Um, Wait, is it Lily Collins or is it Lily James? Lily We're James, off. sorry. Sorry, Emily, Emily Paris, we love you. no slander we ever. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we hate Lily James. She was really rude to me once. Yeah, wait, tell me the story again. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> but she was very rude to me in my face once. What the at fuck? At a festival. I had a we fight. We do not stand. I had a fight with her and her boyfriend at the time, who was Doctor Who, Matt Smith. And they were both I used to love him as a doctor. Scumbags. <laughs> I'm just shattering dreams here. One episode <laughs> at a time. <laughs> Oh God. Okay, let's wrap up. Thank you, Halima, for your gorgeous insight. Thank you, Ioni, for your gorgeous insight. And thank you to all the bimbos listening. We love you. <laughs> Unless you're exploiting bimboism in which we hate you. <laughs> um, thank you to all the listeners. Thank you to Gina and Gina and Grace and Hattie and Eden and Charlotte and Clarissa and Olivia for editing this episode. If you have thoughts, please leave us a review. Um, I'm sure we will see you all in the comments section and we will speak to you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.